Good morning to the land of social media. I'm Clemmie Palmer III. Welcome to another episode of Bible Topics. I'm broadcasting on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter at DRC Palmer 3, and LinkedIn. Also, for podcast lovers, I'm on Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you appreciate this video, please go to YouTube, check like, and subscribe. If you're interested in a particular topic, let me know on the website, www.drclemmypalmer.com. Or if you want a special private prayer, let me know on the website. The sole purpose is to save souls. You know, when you invited to somebody's house and they invite you and they say, come on in, hello, how are you? Then we'll say something like, thank you, how are you? And they'll say, we're doing fine. And we will say something like, Oh, your son has gotten so big. Your daughter is so cute. I didn't know you had that many dogs. And uh, the wife or uh, to call her husband down and say, come on down there, he's here. And he'll say, well, you know, I got to take a shower. I smell like gas. I've been fooling with that lawnmower all day. And he'll just laugh and have a good, good evening. The second scenario is not as pleasant. I know a man, every time he goes to someone's house, the first thing he does is look for an exit, look for a door, look for a window, look for light or some crack somewhere. Uh, but don't judge him. You don't know his story. He was in New York, not too far from the Hudson River. He met a lady on the Internet, on a dating app. He didn't know her well, but he went to her house anyway. While he was there, he noticed she kept looking out the window. Uneasy in his spirit, he decided to leave. On his way down the stairs, there were seven men at the bottom. They were just talking. As he left the door and approached the bottom, everybody just shut up, silence everywhere. He noticed one man had a long scar and a gold necklace, but nobody said anything. He said, I better just make it home. He was walking home before dark. About 15 to 20 minutes later, he saw, he heard footsteps behind him. He heard footsteps. He thought to himself, I believe someone is following me. He kept walking and it sounded like he heard the word river and throwing. And he looked forward and kept walking. He was headed toward the bridge. He saw two men at the beginning of the bridge, two men at the other side of the bridge, and then there were men behind him, but he kept walking. But he noticed the shiny necklace on the man at the beginning of the bridge, and he knew it was a setup. He paused in his thinking and said, I can't get on this bridge. Church and life, everything that we learn and experience can help us during times of trouble. He remembered the late B.B. King's song, Don't Make Your Move Too Soon. He wanted to run somewhere, but he didn't see any cars. So he kept on walking, knowing that he could not get on the bridge. He was between a rock and a hard place, men in back and men in front. He looked to his left. It was getting dark. He looked to his right. It was getting dark. It was getting dark and dark as he walked. And suddenly, he saw a light. 
he ran to the light and jumped on the hood of this car. And it just happened to be a police car. The point is, he ran to the light. Church, we need to run to the light. We need to acknowledge the light. There's danger if we do not acknowledge the light. Let's go to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. And I'll be reading from the New International Version. Luke 12, 13 through 21. This is the parable of the rich fool. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me as a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it would be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Amen. The title, Go to the Light. Run to the Light. This rich man, with all his crops, didn't run to the light. He didn't seek the light. He didn't even pray for the light. He didn't even acknowledge the light. You know, he's headed to the bridge, to the Hudson River. God just used the crops to get his attention. Like he used the dating app to get the man's attention when I first started. God may use cars, clothes, 401ks, talent, some draw, some sing, some dance, people, illnesses, physical and emotional conditions to get our attention. But God used the crops to get this rich man's attention. You might say, I don't have any crops. My life is so dark. I don't see any light. I called my friends. They're busy. I called my family. They have their own problems. My co-workers and neighbors, they don't answer. I don't have any sunshine. Church, if you don't have any sunshine, just be sunshine for somebody else. This parable illustrates that possessions are not the principal thing in life. He didn't know what to do with all his grain. All of his barns and silos were filled and crammed to capacity. He had to brainstorm but he brainstormed without consulting God. The problem was solved, he thought. I'll tear down my barns and build larger ones. Now he could have saved himself this expense. 
if he had just looked on the world around him and being sunshine for somebody else. The great theologian Ambrose of Milan said, the bosoms of the poor, houses of widows, and the mouth of children are the barns which last forever. The bosoms of the poor, houses of widows, and the mouths of children are the barns which last forever. Who was Ambrose? Ambrose was a great medieval theologian. Is in the same conversation with Jerome and Augustine, Anselm and Thomas Aquinas. Back to the rich man. Luke 12, 18 and 19. As soon as his new barns were built, he planned to retire. That was his plan, not God's plan. Look at his spirit of independence. Verse 17 through 19. My crops, my barns, my grain, my soul, if you are this independent, you are your own God. You headed to the bridge, to the Hudson River. Scholars say there are seven deadly sins or capital vices or cardinal sins. These are thought to be abuses or excesses of what's already in us. Gluttony, overeating, lust, and excess craving the pleasure of the body, greed, a desire for material wealth. Now, there's nothing wrong with material wealth, but when you ignore the realm of the spiritual, you're in trouble. Sloth or laziness, or some people say habitual disinclination to exertion, wrath, which is anger. Not the reactionary anger we may get when somebody do us wrong, but these are people that would just reject love and opposite fury. Envy, number six, our desire for others' traits, status, abilities, or situation. Don't miss out on how God created you. And number seven, pride. Excessive belief in one's own abilities. Pride interferes with your recognition of God's grace. And I would like to add, independence is a sin. When you think you are 100% independent of God, he will not save you. You are your own God. This rich man had his future all planned. He was going to take his ease, eat, drink and be merry. The rich man was probably real important. It's good to be important, but it's more important to be good. It is interesting to me how some people who do not have a lot will acknowledge the light. There are other people who have an abundance would not acknowledge the light or unaware of the light. If this rich man was here today, I would guess he never had to change his TV with a pair of pliers. He never stretched his ketchup with water. He never put aluminum foil on his TV antenna. And he never took a light bulb from one room to the next room. Although this is interesting, what amazes me more is the fact that everyone, rich or poor, 
will have an encounter with God on God's time. When God gets ready, God calls the shots. Although this rich man didn't acknowledge God or the light, he had to face God. And God told him that he would die that very night. Then who would, he would lose ownership of all his material possessions. Church, you can't enter heaven unless Jesus enters you. Go to the light. What light? The light that walked on water. The light that healed the sick. The light that raised himself from the dead. Did this man have an excuse? You may be thinking, this man's mother didn't teach him anything. His father didn't teach him anything. Other family members and friends certainly didn't teach him anything. Is this a good argument? Is this a good argument? If you think not being taught is a good argument, consider Sunday school. Consider Bible study. Consider Christian fellowship and consistent church attendance. Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities and his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen from what has been made so that people are without excuse. People are without excuse. But a lot of people say, you're talking about the Bible. Don't put the Bible in this about God. I always wonder, how could you talk about truth and leave the Bible out? But okay, we'll take the Bible out and still prove there's a God. We're going to just use logic for a second. How do we know God exists? We cannot see him, touch him, feel him, smell him. Common sense. Creation itself. There's 100% proof that there is a creator. In other words, we can't have a creation without a creator. We do, not, we do not need faith to believe in a creator. We need faith to believe this creator will do what he says he will do. This rich man had no excuse. We have no excuse. Go to the light. Where is the light now? It was in New York City close to the Hudson River when I first started. Now the light is in you. Before it was in you, God was with Adam and Eve, walking with them in the cool of the evening. God was with Abraham, calling him a patriarch. He was with the apostles. Peter could touch God's beard. John could watch him sleep. Multitudes could hear his voice. God was with them but he's also with you. Sometimes we just need to call on him. Sometimes we hurt so bad, we don't know which way to go. But don't go back to that house close to the Hudson River. O.V. Wright said it best, I'd rather be blind, crippled, and crazy, somewhere pushing up daisies than to let you break my heart all over again. I ain't going, I ain't going to do it, baby. I ain't going to do it. Let you break my heart all over again. I can't do it. I'm tired. We need the light in everything we go through. The light can do what we can't do. In closing, what light? 
the light that created the heavens and the earth, the light that positioned the sun, the moon, and the stars, the light that came down through 40 and two generations, born of the Virgin Mary, the light whose family thought something was wrong with them, the light who worked as a carpenter with his stepdaddy Joseph, the light that healed the sick and raised the dead, the light that turned water into wine, the light that fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread, the light that took your sin and my sin went under and rose on the third day with all power in his hand. If you can't stop worrying, Jesus can. Go to the light. If you can't stop lying, Jesus can. If you can't stop cheating, Christ can. If you can't forgive, Jesus can. If you can't stop drinking and drugging, Jesus can. Go to him. If you can't let the past go, Jesus can. If you can't stop running the streets, run to the light. If you can't let that man go or that lady go, go to the light. If you can't face your fears, Jesus will deliver you. If you can't turn the other cheek, Jesus can. If you don't know who to thank, just say, thank you, Jesus. Don't be like this rich man who God called a fool who plans in at the grave. Your plans do not have to end at the grave. It may be dark now, but the sun will shine in the morning. All you have to do is accept the light, Jesus the Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Lord, thank you for your light. Thank you for coming into our lives, giving us a chance for eternal life. Thank you for your son who went to the cross, went down and rose on the third day morning. Lord, help us to believe in you, trust in you, and lean on you during good and bad times. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've been blessed this morning, please go to YouTube, check like, and subscribe, and tell somebody. Thank you. I'll be back in two weeks. It is the Lord's will, and the creek don't rise. Amen.